Good morning. It's, it's great to be here with you. Thanks for being a part of today's message, today's sermon. Uh, it's great to see some activity in the chat box. Uh, let's call it chatter, some chatter today. If you are new with us, uh, thank you for joining. We'd love for you to say hi in the chat box or uh, send us a message at the church. We just love to connect, get to know you better, and see how we can continue to work towards being a uh, distanced church together. So yeah, please please say hi. And for everybody that's part of our community, it is so great to have uh, technology still working for us, still allowing us to have some some resemblance of a gathering while we are distanced. So yeah, let's keep chatting, let's keep connecting, and uh, let's let's get into it today. Uh, a few summers ago, there's a story, and uh, actually, what I've realized is a few summers is very very um, open to interpretation. As I, as I actually looked up the story that I had remembered from a few summers ago, turns out, <laughs> turns out the few summers ago was 1991. So yeah, I'm, I'm originally thinking this was a lot closer to today than it was, but here's a story from 1991. Uh, there was this man that was found out in the uh, Lake Michigan uh, on an air mattress. Right, it was a big story. You may have known it. You may have heard of it. I hope it wasn't you. Uh, but if it is, it's great to have you here. Uh, so this, this, this gentleman was found out adrift in Lake Michigan. Uh, they, they, the Coast Guard came and they, they brought him on. He was barely um, lucid. He was dehydrated, terribly sunburned. And uh, you know, they, t- they cared for him. And as the story came out of what had happened, uh, it, uh, it wasn't his intention to be out in the middle of the lake on an air mattress. <laughs> That's at least good, right? So what, what had happened is he was out at a, uh, a social gathering, we'll say, with some other university friends. Um, a party, you might call it. It's, it's obviously not 2021. It's 1991 when partying was a thing, right? Uh, so this gentleman had a little bit too much to drink, and he then uh, decided he'd go lay on an air mattress in the water and just, just rest and enjoy the sun. He passed out and his air mattress wasn't tethered to anything, and he slowly drifted out into the Great Lake. Uh, so he was actually out on this air mattress for 11 days. Like, it, it's, it's amazing that he's alive. 11 days, he's out adrift in the Great Lakes, and he says that during that time, he ran out of water at day four, and he, he was on this mattress through a bunch of thunderstorms. So like, this isn't just like a sunny day out adrift. He was out there for 11 days uh, before he was noticed by some local boat who called into the Coast Guard, and they came, and they rescued him. So he was rescued, terribly sunburned, and has quite a story to say, but I can, I can say it wasn't his intention to get this story. Uh, his intention was probably just to rest and enjoy the moment. None of us ever want to be adrift, unless, of course, this is like in Tokyo and we're driving a GTR Skyline. If you get this reference, please comment that you get it, because I don't want to be the only one, once again, with like a 90s reference. Uh, but, but there, yeah, not, none of us intend to drift in life. Uh, we, we have goals to focus, goals to be connected to, but somehow drifting happens. Right? It might be in a, a work project. Like maybe you want to be really focused and and somehow you drift onto Facebook, or you drift into a texting conversation, or you used to drift down to the water cooler, or drift out for lunch for an hour and a half, right? Or maybe it's your exercise plan, where you, you knew that you wanted to get in shape during this lockdown, and you had the good intentions, but somehow you find yourself sleeping in, 
uh, eating terribly and not making uh, the gains that you really wanted to over this lockdown. It might be with your devotional life. You had great intentions that, you know, I'm going to get up early and I'm going to open up scripture, I'm going to read it, or I'm going to work through something, and, and it's just not happening. Uh, for, for people who play video games, maybe it's your controller, right, and, and you just keep veering off to the left. Like, drift is not what we want. Uh, drift is something that's kind of a, a challenge, something that we are all prone to. And, and because of that, there's, there's ways that businesses uh, have made like a mission statement or a, a vision statement to help everybody rally around a focus point. This is where we're going. This is what we are doing. Uh, churches aren't, aren't unsimilar in that way, or dissimilar is probably the right one. You guys can comment on that as well, which, which word is the right one. Uh, <laughs> they have creeds, they have um, uh, practices, they have things that they or we want to do to help focus ourselves, to, to move in a, a, a direction together and to continue to call ourselves back to it. Uh, surveyors and construction guys, they have landmarks and measurements and sight lines so that they develop the thing that they want to the way it's supposed to not being slightly off or <laughs> in some terrible videos or uh, photos on the inter internet, terribly off, because uh, it, it just happens. We, we drift. Uh, this, this last winter, we were putting up a skating rink, and I, I decided I'd kind of just pace it all off and try to make a straight of a lines in the snow so we could just lay the boards down easily. By the time it came to measuring and where I thought the lines should have been just by basically wandering through the field, <laughs> uh, I was guesstimating off considerably. So we, we, we drift, and this is what we, we see happen in, in one our lives, but also in Galatia, in the church of Galatia. Uh, they, they had started to drift from the, the original vision, the original uh, message, the original gospel. And so we're going to unpack that one today specifically, but also over the next nine weeks, we're going to be slowly unpacking this, but also the bigger picture of the, the freedom that we are called to live in. So let us, let us pray, and then uh, let's open up the scriptures and let God speak to us from his word as we try to unpack uh, drift or not drifting. Lord, we, we invite you into our time together. Lord, we, we hope to hear from you. Lord, settle our hearts. Guide, guide us into your presence. Lord, remove the barriers from this week, all the things that get in the way, the things that are, are chattering in our brains, the, the, the moments that want to steal from our time with you. Lord, let us see you. Let us be present to you. And may we experiencing, experience you as we gather as a church while we are still distant and in rooms and kitchens and patios and porches and garages, Lord. Uh, be with us and speak to us. Amen. So today's passage is in Galatians. Yep. Uh, 1, 1 to 10. Paul, an apostle, sent not from men nor by men, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead. And all the brothers and sisters with me to the church, churches of Galatia, grace and peace to you. From God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. I am astonished. 
that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we, are, we or angels from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one that we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. As we have already said, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel other than that accepted, that, that which you accepted, let them be under the curse of God. Now, am I trying to win approval of, from human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. So Paul opens up uh, this, this letter kind of aggressively, right? I'm, I'm astonished at how quickly you've deserted the, the gospel, how you've moved on to something else. Uh, he, he heard the word that the, the church isn't doing well, that they have drifted from the true message that, that he preached to them and that they were founded as a church in. And so he writes them urgently trying to uh, help them correct their drift, to, to prevent them from floating off into the middle of the Great Lake. He, he's calling them back to what they, what they first heard and what they first believed and what they first accepted. And so from this, I, I want to I highlight three things that might help us as we are navigating time apart, time further away, uh, time that is challenging and also like just so burdensome with narratives and ideas and frameworks other than the gospel of Christ. So there's three things that I'm going to kind of look at. And the first is going to be orienting to others. The first, first way we drift is that we orient to others. The second way that we drift is being occupied by the old. And the third is if we ignore what we have been given. So the, the first drift can happen when we, we look around and we go by the wrong markers. Right? Hitting, a, hitting a moving target, something that's constantly on the go, is pretty hard to do. Like, talented people can do it, and we see like, skilled shots of that, but it's much, much easier to have a stationary target to know what you're measuring off of, what you're going off of. And while we are in isolation right now, we aren't in a vacuum. Right? We have a lot of influences trying to influence us, um, just like that in Galatia, that there's, there's this voice coming into our lives telling us how we should be doing, what we should be going for, how this really means this, and how that should be really that. And the, these voices are coming into us apart from what the gospel has uh, directed us, how to live, how to guide, how to, how to invest in other people. And so like the, the early believers that Paul had reached to, uh, they, they, heard, they heard the message of Jesus in his first missionary journey. He preached to them. He told them the good news that, that God has drastically and dramatically changed history. And that now we can be in a right relationship with God, not because of what we do, but because of what God has done for us. Right? And, and, and from that, we, we live in this relationship with God that empowers us to live this life by his spirit for his glory. Right? We, we get to live in relationship with God now, a right relationship, and be guided by the Spirit to bring heaven to earth. If you've been around for our last series, that was one of our topics, is looking at on earth as it is in heaven. So, so Paul is calling them back to this message of a relationship with God made possible by Jesus. See, many people came to faith in Jesus. 
They, they gathered, they grew, they were discipling, they were trying to live out, as we would say, like the, the knowledge, the likeness, and lifestyle of Jesus. They were trying to consolidate this into their new life structure. They were seeing their lives changed. And then from that, they were changing lives of other people. But then comes this other group, this, this other narrative, this other story into their lives. And starts telling them that they, they need to do that, but they also need to do all kinds of other things. Right, that, that this is what life should be like, but you need to also adhere to a few laws, a few, few rules, a few parameters, because Jesus was Jewish, and all the Jewish laws now still apply. So this, this set them into some confusion and, and set up challenges. But what we have is these cultural Jewish people coming to the new church and telling them that they have to live as a cultural Jew, missing that God was up to something here, that God had created a new life way, that God had created something that doesn't need these rules and laws to make right relationship, but that God has made a right relationship so they can live freely by the Spirit, which in a lot of spots align with how the laws were intending to go, but it wasn't about the letter of the law, it was about the God of the law. And so this, this group had, had convinced the, the church in Galatia that they had to adhere to these laws. They had to, they had to move in this Jewish cultural way, uh, which was uncomfortable for many. Um, if you know that reference, that's great. Thumbs up. Um, but Paul hears this, and he, he knows that this is going to move them away from the freedom and the gospel and the, and the spirit. It's going to move them back into works and religiosity. So Paul writes something that we'll see later, is that you don't have to observe the law. You have the Spirit. You have something even greater than that. And so in the, in the coming weeks, we're going to be looking at how the Spirit expands and, explo- and, and, and grows our lives to be a spot that ultimately f- true freedom is lived in the Spirit, and that glorifies God. It's not freedom as you and I just want it to be my way, but freedom from all those things that are trying to control, guide, direct us that aren't a part of God's vision and kingdom. The deal is that the good news of Christ makes us free. And now in this freedom, we, we get to live in relationship to the Spirit. And the Spirit helps us discern what true freedom is, what, what the way of God is. And we can actually uninhibitedly live into that aspect of life. Now, we often mistake freedom for choice and desire. And, and as we look in the coming weeks, it's, it's not that you have all the choice in the world. You, you can do these things, and it is a choice, but true freedom is not going by desire. It's not going by what you want to be free. True freedom is directly connected to the relationship we have with God. So like in, in Galatia, they, they needed to be corrected. They needed to be brought back from being adrift. Right? They, they didn't just need Jesus as a, a popular opinion or needed to conform to the cultural pressures. They needed to be called back to the original message that, that they had experienced the Spirit of God descending on them, being a part of their lives, and, and confirming that Jesus is their Messiah, that he is one that has made right relationship with God. And so that's, that's the first way that we drift. The first way that we drift is when we, we orient to others other than God. That marker just just slides us off the target of what God wants to do in our life. We drift as we look to others other than God to 
guide us in freedom. As, as you know that we have many influences in our life, and like social media is a huge, huge one. The other day I got a mattress, and when I, the box showed up, I, I had this cognitive thing saying, oh, I need to get a picture with this mattress, mattress box, because that's like, just like a cultural online trend. I didn't, but I, I felt that weird pressure to just conform to this, this narrative outside of, outside of me. I don't care. I don't care about a mattress photo, but something made me feel like I had to. So we drift when we allow others to orient our lives for us. Now, we also drift when we try to fit the old or the new into the old. Right? Jesus, Jesus talked about this with the, the idea of old wineskins and new wineskins. And how the, the old wineskin is not fit for new wine. And new, new wineskins aren't fit for old wine. Like it, it's, it's just not the way it's supposed to work. They, they, they harm each other. They, they hinder growth. They, they destroy one another. Now that's, that's what we see as a bit of a challenge in Galatia. Is that these Judaizers, as they would be called, wanted to fit the new wine into the old wineskin. They came, they tried to guide God's people who were being redeemed and restored by this, this gospel, and they wanted to fit them into the old narrative of how things go. Now, you may have been following Jesus for a long, long time, like really long time, or you might be brand new to it, and, and, and you're exploring what this means. But as, as we look at our lives, and, and specifically if we've been around Jesus for a long time, we might start mistaking that the old ways are a part of the new ways. Like, say, say you have, like, a, a temper, and you've been saved, you've been in relationship with Jesus for years, but your temper has always been there. You might mistake that part of your new creation, your new, new ways, is still that temper. When, when we've been around this story for so long, we, we, dis, we, we drift, we we come to believe that some of our normative things, some of our regular habits that have carried into our new life is the way it's supposed to be. That, that is one way that we drift, is that we try to take things that we found comfortable, things that are ways from our previous calling in life, and try to fit that into what our new life looks like. Instead of orienting towards God and towards what the Spirit is telling us, and, and it's going to be hard. Like, if you've been around for a while, you may have parts of your life that you are just so shut off to because you believe it's part of, of your new life. And we need the Spirit to, to access that. We need to ask Him, what in my life is not part of your kingdom? What of my life is not surrendered to you? What in my life is old wineskins that I'm trying to fit new life into? And it, it's not easy because we are, we are comfortable. We, we feel like this is the way that it should be done for us. But if, if we try to continue to jam new life into old wineskins or try to conform the, the movement of God into our regular life rhythms, we end up shortchanging what God really wants to do in our lives. And we, we start navigating a path of our own. We start trying to find ways that we can discern, yeah, the Spirit helps me on this, but this other area of my life, eh, you know, it doesn't really fit there. As, as we go through this life and we try to uh, mix the two, we end up missing that God's kingdom is far bigger than we think. We stop getting the, the off moments of God in everyday moments of worship. And we, we end up just kind of practicing this 
this religious thing in moments and spaces and pockets. We think that the, the new way that Jesus has called and moved us to is like the old way that we knew and were accustomed to. The third way that we drift is when we, we look at what we've been given and we ignore it. I'm sure we all know that person that if you gave directions to, you're still not going to get there. Right? Like, oh, pick me up. We're going to head off. I need to go to the, uh, the airport, let's say. Nobody's going to this now. Old, old imagery. Let's say that I need to get to the airport for some reason. It's no longer COVID. Bear with me. All right? And, and you tell your friend, all right, like, here's a GPS thing. Let's, let's go. And they say, oh, don't worry. I got this. Right? And anytime you kind of hear, I got this, or I don't need that direction, like, it's always like 30 to 40 minutes later, you kind of hear a, ah, this, this shouldn't be this way. It, it, it should be, right? Like, it, it's like, oh, shoot, like, I've missed a mark. I've, I've missed a turn or, or something. It's because their, their way just didn't work. Now, when, when we ignore uh, what we've been given, we, we end up in a, a different spot than we were intending. So, like, GPS coordinates are great because they get you to the literal spot that you're trying to get to. Uh, when, when we look at what we have been given in our faith, if we ignore them, we don't get to the spot it was trying to get us to. You might be thinking right now, oh, we need to read scripture. Absolutely. Like, uh, scripture is valuable for us to, to discern, to um, grow, and to train up others in understanding who God is and what God has done for us. Absolutely. Like, that is a good thing. But it's, it's missing the, the key thing we have been given. Right, the, the Spirit, we've been given a relationship with the Spirit of God. The Spirit is what allows us to know God, what allows us to open up Scripture, what allows us to discern good from evil, right from wrong. It's what allows us to know the direction we are to be going at any given time. And yes, the Spirit uses Scripture. It will bring it up to, my, like to our mind in a, in a moment. It will allow us to uh, cut away from everything we're doing to to read deeply and understand who God is and what that means and how to recalibrate my, my new life from my old life or how to uh, discredit this influence in my world that isn't God's desire for us. And the other part that if we miss that we've been given uh, will, will set us adrift is we have been given right relationship with God. Give, given, right? It's not, oh, I, I, I have to get you have been given right relationship with God because of the atoning work, because of the relationship Jesus has put us into. When our Heavenly Father, when, when God of all creation looks at us, he doesn't say, man, their sins are terrible. He says, that is my beloved child. Right? He, he looks at us because of Jesus as Jesus. And if we ignore that, if we ignore that we are in right relationship, and if we ignore that the Spirit has been given to us to discern, to grow, and to be guided in God's right living, we drift. We, we drift often into religiosity. Of all the things that we should and shouldn't do, we start reading the scriptures, and we start saying, this is what I need to be doing, and this is what you should be doing, and, and what about this part? This part needs to also be doing. And we, we start really pointing and calling things, which isn't always bad. Sometimes it's got to be done, but if it's not done with the Spirit, if it's not done in right relationship with God, that drift starts happening. And, and before you know it, we start becoming a, a community or a person that is far more focused on the religious rules and the, 
the things that we need to be doing to be in right relationship with God versus living in the freedom that has been given to us by God's right relationship with us through Jesus, you know, communicated and explored by the Spirit in our lives. And that, that is one of the other ways that we drift. If, if we don't have Christ-centered lives and we, we allow other voices to tell us what, what Scripture means, what, what God would be doing here if God was active, we drift. If we continue to try to tether ourselves to something other than God, like our old ways, our old habits, my, my old thought of myself, we drift. And if we don't take the, the presence of God that has been given to us by the Spirit, or if we don't take the, the right relationship we are in with God, we drift. And that is what Paul would be calling us back to, the, the message of Jesus. The one thing that we can orient ourselves around is that God is for you and for me. That he wants us to be in a deep relationship with him. That he has made a way through his life, his teaching, his guidance, his investment, and then ultimately his sacrifice on the cross, his, his death and resurrection. And that he sent us the spirit. We don't have to do this alone. We're in isolation, but we do not have to do this alone. And so maybe today, like, you take time to read scriptures and ask that spirit to help un- unearth the old things that you are, are letting guide your life. Perhaps you, you pray and you ask the spirit to help you discern the voices that are trying to form you into their idea of what you should be. Or maybe it's taking a, a moment to just lay claim that the spirit of God has been given to you. That ultimate right relationship with God has been done for you. And you, you praise and honor God in that. As, as we, we refocus these, these moments and these drifting points, we start finding ourselves, once again, on that, that, that path of, of righteousness, that path of, of deep relationship with God, which proves fruitful, which is so necessary in the world, and it's good for our souls. Now, we are doing one thing every one of these Sundays uh, for the next nine Sundays. Um, it's, it's a reflection time. It's going to be the same question every Sunday, which might be annoying, it might be encouraging, but there's a question of what freedom is God calling you to? Galatians, the book of it, is us learning to live in the freedom of the Spirit, to allow that to form us as children of God, to let us walk closer and deeper with him because we are you know, sanctifying, being sanctified. We are made right before God because of Jesus. And so every Sunday at the end of the message, we are going to have a video showing us how to make a origami crane, right? Yeah, uh, we're going to make an origami crane every Sunday. And while we make it, reflect and pray and ask God to guide us in what is his freedom he has for us. And so over this video, I would encourage you to pray, to make these folds, and to store up these cranes, and ultimately hold on to them, because we're going to use them at the very last week for an art installation. So may, may God be with you. May you enjoy this practice of prayer and of creative origami.